What's up, guys? This is Jake along with the No Coast Softball Podcast. I want to thank you for downloading the episode and checking us out. First off, let me get the social media out of the way. We are No Coast Softball on Facebook, at No Coast Softball on Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube under No Coast Softball. show is also found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also here on Anchor where I upload the show. They are my server host. So thank you again for checking out the show. Let me show some love to others in the game. Show them some support if you would, please. First and foremost, CSE, Custom Stitch Embroidery. They are Custom Stitch Embroidery on Facebook. Any embroidery needs you have, softball or otherwise, reach out to them. They'll get you all taken care of. Also doing custom gloves, guys. Six to eight week turnaround time, and these things are great. So anything you need, get a hold of them. Next up, Antonio Torres with Berserk Athletics. Antonio Torres on Facebook. He does the melting tea spade designs. Has done a lot of the nicer uniforms you've seen in the game. He can definitely get you taken care of as well. You can reach out to him. His email address is ponchoesse at gmail.com. That's P-A-N-C-H-O-E-S-E at gmail.com. Last but certainly not least, Nebraska Slowpitch. NEBSlowpitch.com. My go-to source for information should be yours as well. Have tournament listings, team profiles, any and everything you need, guys. So go check them out. They are my go-to source for information and should be yours as well. Right now, I'm going to head into the episode. Had a great conversation with Carl Pegnatori with Monster Athletics. So let's get right into that. And anything you guys need, also want to email the show. We are nocoastsoftball at gmail.com. Any comments, questions, feedback you have about this or any other episodes, would love to hear from you guys, or if there's anything I can help promote. So let's go ahead and get into that interview with Carl. All right, guys, joining me on the phone right now, he is the man behind Monster Athletics, the bats that time after time, test after test, are proven to be the best on the market. I want to welcome to the show Carl Pegnatore. Carl, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. And uh, thank you again for joining me. How's California treating you today? So let's start out from the beginning, Carl. How did uh, how did you get started with Monster Athletics? What was your inspiration to start the company? Oh, um, well, a little background on I me. Mean, I've been an entrepreneurial kind of guy since day one. I mean, I I opened and closed or failed yeah. several businesses by the time I was twenty one. Um, then went to work um, doing other things. Um, became a salesman, went off on my own, started my own business. That was doing really good. And then this bat thing came about. Of, of, like a lot of us, you know, you play sports as a kid. You play sports through high school. And then once high school's done, there's nowhere for athletes to go, really. Right. Um, you 
place to go is Focus Softball because you can just go to your local park. So I started doing that and just immediately fell in love with the competition. And I was never an upper level player or anything like that. I didn't have a really strong arm. Um, I could run fast. Could never hit my way out of a paper bag. Makes two of us. Um, <laughs> uh, not as easy as people think. Some of these guys make it look easy, you know, at the upper level. Kyle and, um, you know, Harvey and yeah. Flip and uh, Daco and some of these other, you know, I, just to name a handful. They, they make it look easy, but it really isn't. I mean, you got to get out there and work. But, yeah, absolutely. So I started playing the game, and then, you know, you move on in life, and you can't play no more, but I still want to be part of it, so I started to sponsor and coach. Nice. Okay, um, so how did you come up ahead. with the, uh, I know I and many others have seen your uh, floating inner barrel video on your YouTube channel. How did you come up with the FIB? Well, I was just, which happens a lot, um, shooting one night and had a bit of an epiphany, and um woke up and ran to the living room so I wouldn't wake everybody up and just started drawing. Nice. You know, I, I knew what was on the market currently and I looked at everything and I thought, I, I know I can make something better. And uh, I got to work on it. Once I got it drawn up, I started to try to find me somebody who can make it. Yep. That in itself was an experience. Um, you know, you have to, without any contacts or anything overseas, I reached out to one company and they said, yeah, send us X amount of dollars. We'll send you some, some prototype stuff. And so I sent them my own and it was like 4,000 bucks. And this is back when I really didn't have 4,000 bucks. But um, when you get something like this, you get so excited. You, you get, everybody who's ever invented anything thinks they got, you know, the best product probably ever. Right. So, you know, I rolled the dice and sent the money and nothing ever came back. They just stole the money. <laughs> they just ripped it off. So, um, yeah. I wasn't ready to quit yet. Um, I, I found me another supplier. Same thing, sent of money, got nothing back. At that point, um, the wife was like, hey, we're out of money. Yeah. Um, you might not be able to do this. I, I said, I, I can't quit. I know what I got. I know it's better than anything on the market by quite a bit. So she let me try one last try. I sent the money and just prayed. And two weeks later, I got product. I was like, oh, my God, finally. Nice. <laughs> a legitimate company. Awesome. So um, we got to work right away on my concept. And um, the, the very first prototype that came in was really good. Um, if we were still hitting 50, uh, 44, three, or, yeah, 44, 375s. Right. Uh, back then, they, they hadn't officially completely gone to the 52s yet. Um, so that's what we were testing with. Oh, okay. Um, with, with the harder balls. And the bat was ridiculous. In fact, we took it out to a league night where it's unsanctioned. And uh, the pitcher literally, <laughs> who was a better of ours, he looks over and yells at me and says, Get that fucking thing out of here. You're going to kill somebody. <laughs> but it was a legitimate bat. It was legal. Right. Um, Absolutely. We already had it uh, kind of uh, performance evaluated. And so it was a legit bat. Yeah. But, uh, so that's how I just I just had an epiphany um, after thinking about looking at all the bats that were on the market, um, uh, and and my my the the inner inventor in me came out. Um, I, it was, this is not my first invention, by the way. Sure, um, it wasn't I, a, a total accident. Right, um, but what I think you I know invented is... a product um, that ended up being that. 
shutoff switch when you drop your hair dryer in the water. Right. And it shuts off. Okay. That was my concept. Oh, the circuit um, breaker? Yeah. Oh, okay. In 1988. Wow. Wow, I, I didn't know that. that. I was 19 years old. I took it to one of those invention submission sure. places, which, by the way, folks, don't do this. <laughs> don't do that. Um, and, you know, they talk you up and tell you you're going to be a rich man, but it's going to cost you X amount of dollars a month because this is an expensive process. And so, you, you know, again, you think you got the world's greatest product, so of course you're going to throw every dime you have. And then at some point during the process, I ran out of money because I was just a kid. And sure. once you default, they own it. So yeah. don't you know, two years later, you start seeing all these products with, the, um, with my concept in them, and that was that. So I didn't, I didn't get anything from that. But uh, nice. Yeah, I just like to tinker and mess with things. There's a lot of products that, that are in my head. Um, that are not out yet. I haven't filed for patent yet. I have an unbelievable design for golf clubs. Um, hey, sky's the limit. There's lots of things out there, but I'm just a tinker. So the answer to your question is I just had an epiphany on, sure. on how to make a, a really good bat based off what I'd seen in the marketplace already. Right. And uh, that was that. I went to work on it as soon as I could. Nice. And that's what I admire about you, Carl, is I can just tell that you're very passionate about your product. You're not, you didn't just come up with something and can't wait to be acquired by a bigger company. I mean, you really believe in what you create and that comes through and obviously what you just said, but also anywhere I've seen other interviews with you. So I definitely respect that about you. Another thing, you're starting to push the traditional boundaries of softball, whether it be again, the equipment or the status quo of how softball's been or being run. So uh, let me bounce a couple of uh, examples off of you. Uh, I think the first one that comes to mind is when, uh, you know, with the uh, past year at Corky's, where rather than the traditional collision course, if you will, for the, you know, the Sunday morning game, the winner's bracket final, uh, I believe you were probably the one that suggested, hey, why doesn't Monston Easton just kick off this event on the Friday night show field and let's give the fans a show. Um, why are you a proponent for tournament setups and games similar to this? Well, that's what, that's what we go for. You got to remember that the year before that, when, um, when Helmer's team beat us, they put us in the losers bracket. We came back that Sunday to play. We were all hyped up, ready to go. And they all dumped on airplanes and left. So we couldn't even play. Right. That is true. If I wanted to be a dick, I just said, well, you guys forfeit, we're the winners, but we don't want to do it like that. So right. this year, I said, well, that's not going to happen. I want I want Lauren, I asked Lawrence, Lauren, can you set it up and see if Helmer will do it? And they were more than willing to do it. And, um, you know, the fans loved it. There were probably close to 10,000 people there watching live. Oh, easily. It the game. And the same thing with the War by the Shore. You know, we didn't really do that to showcase our bats or, or our talent as much as we did. I just thought, what a great idea. The UAAA champ versus the ASA champ in a modified Agreed. type setup for a lot of cash would be great for the sport, and it was. I know some people were bored because you didn't see 39 home runs, but you're not supposed to see 39 no. home runs. All you saw was guys that were supposed to hit them. Yes. They hit a couple, and that's it. Exactly. But... Uh, I just, believe it or not, um, I'm not your traditional businessman. I'm not trying to pinch every penny out. We're selling a lot of bats, but I'm not really putting anything in my pocket because, you know, 
I overcompensate my guys. I paid my employees too much. I paid for all their health care benefits 100%. And uh, we give a lot away to people who need help. So I'm, and the money's not in it for me. I'm trying to, sure. to make this. A, a, I think slow-pitch softball can be a great spectator sport if done right. I agree. You totally agree. The players under control. What I'm seeing right now on the ball field is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. The behavior on the players, the disrespecting of umpires, of right. tournament directors, of associations, the cheating with the bat. Yeah. Um, it's just ridiculous. It I'd is. like to see all that go away. So, um, anyway, in answer to your question, I think the fans like it, so we do it. Was it did, did anybody think we'd win? No, but people don't know that we played Resmondo. Um, we beat them six of the last seven times in four by mercy rule. Sure. That's not an accident. No, it's not. So, yeah, I was confident, but you still got to play. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we just thought, what a great idea. Because a lot of fans came out Sunday in 2017 to watch us play Resmondo in the rubber, you know, in the rematch for right. the championship. right. And Resmondo bailed. So fans didn't see nothing. Yeah. And, and, didn't want that again. So and again, as a... We, player and a fan of the game, Carl, I, I think that's what I appreciate the most is, and I hope other f- tournaments adopt this, to be frank with you, is that let two of the big dogs battle it out right away, because even as a fan, or let's say I'm playing on another team in the tournament, everybody, you know, everybody's gassed out by Sunday, and my team's more than likely been eliminated, everybody's just ready to go home. I think that's an awesome kickoff. Like you said, stop by the cement tent, get your beverage of choice, get a pork patty, and watch a couple of big boys go at it. I mean, I think it's a great way to kick off a tournament. And if you really want to prove you're the best, play the best. So I really, I, I really yeah, like your yeah, approach to that. People, you got to get your butt out there and play. Right. You know, um, and so that's that's really how I. That's my philosophy in, in all this is um, the 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 better show you can put on for the fans, the. the better luck you're going to have growing the sport, uh, whether it's from spectator side or a vendor side or um, the players. I mean, everybody benefits from good competition on the ball field. We, you know, people, the, the bracket feeding and stuff, they try to avoid these big matchups right. till later on in the day. But the reality of it is, is, I don't think that's a whole lot fair to the other teams. Um, you know, everybody's getting playing a big dog and you know obviously they're not going to be the favorite so if they have an off time then they get dropped in the losers bracket it messes with your psyche a little bit and then they're pretty much going to be at 0-2 most likely but if you just do it a blind draw and let people play and so what two big guys one of them yeah. gonna get dropped in the loser bracket if they're really that good they'll work their way back through it happens all the time so, exactly uh, I'm not a fan of the seating I would like to see blind draw and then you just play it out agreed um, Totally that gives agree. everybody a fair opportunity. And I'm trying to get more teams to come to the Super because it's a, it's a great experience. It's fair. Unlike, uh, you know, I don't, I don't play in the USSA sure. um, association, but uh, everybody I talk to, they all say the same thing, that you're playing for second or third place at that. Um, and I ask my question to them always is, if you feel that way, and again, I, I don't know because I don't play. I've never experienced that. Sure. But if if all these people feel that way, why do people line up in droves to hand over all that money? You know that, that Carl. If I may expand on that point for a minute, I, I want everybody listening, and you know, between you and I, we're customers. 
they are providing us a service. If they're not providing a service we enjoy, again, you know, let's let's try and find it. And I think again, what I appreciate about you is also I did see on your Facebook page where you're going to get a series. It looks like you're going to try and get a series going where it's basically you triple a pitching style rules with ASA bats, balls, rules, and strike zone. I mean, again, instead of you're right, you hear t- nine out of ten people who have legitimate gripes, whether it's an association, a tournament, a, a sanctioning body, whatever, but yet you're right, they can't hand their money over fast enough, and it's something that just drives me nuts. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that point. It does drive me crazy. It's just, I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, if, if everybody's really that convinced that, that they're not getting a fair shake with any particular association, um, then play somewhere else. Yeah. Show them that, right. hey, until you get your shit together, we're not going to support your association. Exactly. And that's the way it should be, and I, I think you'll see things turn around if teams do that and sponsors do that, but until there is something else for those higher-level players, you know, they're playing. Look, I, you know, we, we semi-sponsored the Pure Team last year. The guys did great. Okay. Um, I went to the Vegas thing. Uh, I'll be first to say the the product that UCSA had on the field was amazing. There was tremendous talent out there. Yes, for um, sure. The umpiring is really good. Um, it's very well ran. Um, uh, at least once things get going, it's, it's all the other uh, crap that takes place behind the scenes that nobody's a fan of. But I tell you. Um, they put on a good product, and uh, I'm I'm trying to work with USA Softball to get that kind of a feel um, in their tournaments. You yes. Know, so, so we can grow USA because I've had nothing but positive experiences with USA. They're completely fair. Um, and when I had my bat, uh, and I reached out to USA back then, it was ASA. Right. Um, they welcomed me with open arms. And then yeah, when I reached to out to you, Trip, I was told by uh, Dave the Dick Evol that uh, word for word that we don't want you and we're going to do everything we can to keep you out. That's what they told me on my first conversation with the, the attorney from USA, Dave, and, again. And all you Dick were trying Evil. to do was say, hey, guys, I'd like to submit a product for your approval. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and he, he, at least he was honest. Yeah. And he was a man of his word. Yeah. <laughs> we never got our license. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, I guess. But I think, uh, you know, it's it also, like you said, it goes to show you some of the type of people involved. So, hey, I mean, you got a winning formula in USA softball. So, you know, may as well stick with that. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, our fan base right. would love to have a monster that's swinging new trip, and they've denied us. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, They've just, I mean, cost us millions of dollars over years, and, and, and our fans don't get to swing the bats they want to swing in your trip. I don't think that's fair. But no, I don't either. What yeah. All right. Let's see. I've got a couple of uh, submitted questions for you, Carl, if you don't mind. So let's, uh, why don't we start out? Uh, what does 2019 have in store for Monster? Uh, you got any new models or technology we should know about? I did see, uh, saw Breezy's the signature player on the Sinister this year. And then um, as I text you when we were setting this up, the zombie 
Uh, I'm one of those guys that self-admittedly swings with my eyes, and that zombie looks... I think you nailed it with the design and paint job. Uh, what you got in store for 2019 for Monster? Well, um, again, we're as transparent as we can be, and we do not deceive our customers. So far, anything that you're seeing on our website for 2019 is a repaint of last year's model or maybe a previous model. And we... we um, um, we let everybody know that up front. Hey, this is um, what you're going to pay. We even lowered the price based on that because yeah. our bats were 229, and we're we're giving them repaints. It's not new technology, so let's take the money off. Yeah, right, that's just fair. Exactly. Um, but we're working on uh, the the height, fast pitch, and the height slow pitch, and it is. Very different from what we've been doing so far. I'm really happy with it. It's going to allow us. One of the bigger knocks we have is, you know, swing weight, you know, or people want an inload at that. They don't understand my philosophy on bat making, and it's obviously working for me, is that when you add inload to a bat, you're making the shell a dud. Okay. Because the inload is what you're trying to get to to help uh, performance for the bat. Well, a lot of the average player, they really can't swing an inload and get what they need to get out of it. You exactly. know, so my philosophy has been make the shell as hot as crap, make it as light as crap, so even girls can get a little more bat speed behind it and, and get these balls to, uh, you know, come off the barrel better than they would any other bat. So um, that's what we've done. But now, um, with this new technology I've got going in the high slow pitch, um, we're going to be able to offer 23-ounce bats to 27-ounce bats, and anywhere from anything from a 24 to a 27 can be balanced, inloaded, or mid-load, which is the first for us. Okay. Um, we can't make a hotter bat. We no. live on the line. Yes. Um, you know, I think the hype will probably be a little bit hotter out of the wrapper than the current designs we have but at the end of the day it cannot be any better than what we're making from a performance standpoint but now pretty much the entire barrel of the bat is hot instead of just that sweet spot nice that's you know about three inches big um and then we have the pct technology which is um really groundbreaking um with there's a couple ways i can use the pct technology one of the ways when, when we put the bat together with it, we can guarantee per, um, compression for the life of the bat. Wow. And nobody can do that, but we can. In fact, um, anyway, that's, I don't want to get into too much. Sure, give, sure. Give away no, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> tech, tech information, but right. um, we were just out hitting a version of the PCT. Uh, it's a U-trip bat. You know, one of the problems right now in the U-trip game is... Um, They've, they've put the uh, manufacturers in a predicament where we just hit a competitor's bat. Daco had one. Okay. 26 swings on it. Yeah. And it's failing compression. 26 oh, yeah. swings. And it is one of the more popular bats on the market. Right. That's the industry standard. I mean, to be honest, Knowing what I know about bats, there's no way you can get a bat through testing legally when the bat fails compression at 26 swings, 25 swings. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. So there's some shit going on yes. in that certain association 
that um, has has caused this. And everybody seems to be okay with it because they get these higher the rapper bats. But I mean, come on, twenty five swings. Oh yeah, or you, like you said, you you hundred dollar bat. Yeah, you go to a tournament and well, you know everything's. You know, nowadays, I'm, of course, you know, I'm okay with pre-testing or whatnot. You know, I roll up with my bat bag, break out everything I plan on using that day. And But, I mean, how many times do you see these buckets filled, you're absolutely right, with brand new bats and it's like a an April tournament or, you know, a YouTube video, a Facebook video of, like you said, unnamed manufacturer, but they'll, hey, guys, check it out. Here's the new blah, blah, blah. They'll throw it in the vice right there with the wrapper on it. And I want to say you trip passing is 260, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, they'll throw it in the vice. You're right. It's like unswung in wrapper. It's like 280. You, so it's you're exactly right. You, you trip's 220. Okay, well, 220. But still, you know, the point yeah. being is like they'll show you it's 10 or 20 points above that and has not touched a ball yet. So, yeah, what well, do you I'll <laughs> say it. Um, maybe it's because of the bias against us, but we sent in a turd. For shits and giggles, uh-huh. and uh, they sent it back and said it was too hot, <laughs> and all we could do was laugh. Right. And then we had our 15 lineup that passed a uh, USA testing. It never got into U-Trip because you know U-Trip didn't let us. Sure. But it did get the NSA certification, which is the exact same test and certification as U-Trip. And it barely passed. They both, one piece and a two piece, both barely passed. There was no room for improvement <laughs> on those bats, yet they were absolute dogs compared to uh, a couple of bats that were being made at the time. And right. I knew at that point that something was rotten in Denmark. There's, exactly. There's somebody's looking the other way for somebody. So something. I knew we were in trouble at that point. And people ask me, well, why are you giving up? I said, well, my personal opinion is the way I've been dealt with from a certain organization is even if I get a license, they're not going to allow me to make a competitive product, and I won't sell a turd to a customer. Exactly. I'm, I, I'm not in it to sell it back to everybody. If I can't make the best product out there, I don't want to make a product. Right. All right. So, so you know, again, with with your products, Carl, one thing me as a consumer, and I know others feel this way, what I've always appreciated about, again, is, again, you're against the status quo where, you know, you'll, you again, doesn't matter who the other manufacturer is, but you'll try out a bat and it's really nice, but there's always something like, man, I, I mean, me personally, I prefer a stiffer flex. So like your 4,500s are just, as I was telling Lawson, I'll self for a moment, the 4500 one piece, Carl, I think you've absolutely cornered the market on with the inner barrel technology, just being I'm 40 years old and remembering the first com- composite bats that hit the market. I mean, you've just absolutely nailed it being able to get it into a one piece design. But that being said, you know, there was always something you'd try another product and you'd be like, man, I wish this had a stiffer flex or I wish this was a little, you know, uh, looser flex or more flexy or I wish this, that, or the other. With your bats, just choose it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, here's all of our models. Here's what they do. I really like the fact that you offer customers, a, you know, basically, for lack of better terms, a custom bat, which I think you've really, you know, you've really nailed. So I and others, you know, definitely appreciate that about the product. Well, just so you know, I don't, I don't know if it's going to boost your ego or, or, or not, but the 4500 handle one-piece bat is the most difficult bat to swing. It's the least forgiving, 
only the most elite players should swing that bat. Um, so if you like it, that means you're probably a fairly decent ball player. Um, but uh, 80% of the people playing ball right now should be swinging something like a 2,500 handle. And then um, if you're you know slightly above average, you might want to bump up to the 3,500. And then if you're a conference player, you're a really big hitter, then you might want to switch to the 45. But uh, your average guy should be doing 2,500. And then, you know, maybe maybe another 10% of the people playing jump up into that uh, 3,500, maybe 15%. Then at best, 5% of the people playing ball should be swinging a 4,500 handle bat. But it, it doesn't work like that. I, I keep trying to tell people that, you know, this is the formula. Um, and they don't always listen. I don't know if it's bravado and they want to go and say, I swing a 4,500 handle bat or not. But they're, they're doing themselves a disservice. But anyway. Well, did you hear that, everyone? Everyone listening, Carl Pegnatori with Monster Athletics just called me an elite player which is an absolute fabrication of the truth. So, Carl, I'll chop that out. Actually, no, I'm going to leave it in. But, uh, no, again, it just uh, – <laughs> I appreciate that. But it's also – again, for me, it's just personal feel. I – you know, like the 1500, for example, I mean, it feels like a rope in my hand. But, again, like you said, to each their own, and everybody gets what they can out of the bat. But, um, yeah, I've – you know, speaking to people – what is uh, – what is actually the most popular handle of your bats? What are you selling the most of, you know, just across the you know, board? It's almost 50-50. It's oh, okay. almost on 25 and 35. So gotcha. uh, let's say we run a 1,000 bats of a particular bat. Sure. We're going to bring in 450 2,500 handle bats, 450 3,500 handle bats, only 75, 4,500 handle bats, and 25, 15s. That's our standard order. Gotcha. That's, good. That's interesting so, to know. Um, you know, basically 90% of the bats we bring in are going to be 25, 35 mix. Okay. And then the other 10% are made up of the 15 and 45s. Okay. And then uh, about the bats, Carl, somebody wanted me to ask you, what goes into your selection process for choosing uh, signature players to be put on your bats? Foremost character. Well, Lawson White. Lawson White for sure. People think that bats sell with people's names on it. They do not. No, they don't. Um, I sold 7,000 original DNAs with Ryan Dacko's signature, and at that time, Dacko was a D-rated ball player from Southern California that nobody ever heard of. Right. And the bat sold like crazy. So players don't sell bats. They do not. They can help you. Um, and that's why I compensate my players like I do. But they help you by winning. Yes. Not not because they got their name on their bat. Um, there are a handful of players out there that, that might help sell a couple more bats than normal. But uh, it, it, it I mean, I try to reward all my guys um, for being loyal and playing hard and not being a douchebag. I'm not easy to play for. I have a lot of rules. I don't allow drinking. Right. Uh, I don't allow drug use. Right. Um, I don't allow you to yell at umpires. I don't allow you to throw your bat. Um, I've, I've been in the face of many guys. Yeah. Flip and I bumped heads a few times. Big John and I, you know, had gotten into it a little bit. You gotta, you gotta respect the game and stuff. So I look for guys that are of good character for the most part, and. Um, then, then there's other times where they've just been loyal to me or they've, they've, they've helped me along the way, like Daco and Boozy is just 
the nicest guy in softball. I don't think you're going to find anybody to say otherwise. Right. So um, he's a good young talent. He's a good man. And I felt he deserved a signature bat. You know, and uh, Chint is one of the best players around. Yes. But he's a young man when he came up. He's playing conference, I think, by the age of 19. Right. And, you know, when you're young, you're, you're not quite settled down. So he went through some ups and downs. But since he's been with me, he's been nothing but uh, great. I mean, he's a great team leader. And so he got a signature bat. And Stewie, again, Stewie's like breezy. All the guy, I call him a smiling assassin because all he does is smile as he's, as he's, you know, hitting his triples and stuff and running all over the field. Right. Um, so he got a bat, but typically it's more about character than, than it is anything else because, like I said, at the end of the day, if the product's good, it doesn't matter whose name is right. on it, they're going to buy it. And you also can't forget the babyface assassin, Ryan McClanahan. I mean, he, what was he, 25, something like that, Carl? 25, 26? Now, he's an absolute animal. There isn't a better defensive player on the planet. that You can put that guy anywhere on the ball field. First base would be a bad idea because he's not real tall, but he'd probably play it pretty well. Right. But you can put him anywhere on the ball field, and you're not going to see a drop in uh, in play. Um, he can. He's the best fielding pitcher. He's not the best pitcher, but he's the best fielding pitcher. Sure. Uh, I think he's the best glove in the game because you can put him anywhere. I watched KP hit a 300 mile per hour one hopper at him <laughs> at when, when when the guys beat uh, Thunder Nation at. at ASA, uh, USA, A Nationals, a one-hop hit him in the throat and picked the ball through the second, got the inning over, and ran over the thing. I thought he was going to die. I mean, yeah. the ball literally jumped up and caught him right in Adam's apple. But the guy's an animal. Um, he's a good kid. But like Champ, when I first saw him, people were talking to me about him. I, I went out and watched him. I actually scouted him a little bit. And he, he had a little bit of a, we'll call it an attitude, and uh, I said, there's just no way this kid will play for me. And then we got into a little bit of a bind in 2015, and Chant had suggested him because we oh. were desperate. I said, Chant, I, I saw the guy, the kid play, and that's not the kind of guy I want rep- representing my company. He said, okay, well, we got to a point where we had no choice. So we brought him on. And since then, yeah. he's been absolutely great. He's grown up tremendously. He's got a family now, um, two children. Um, he's been a great ambassador for the game. He's embracing the celebrity of it instead of, you know, big league and people. Right. Um, he's totally bought into what we're doing here at Monster. Um, and, he, you know, other than when we had Flip last year, he's probably the most popular player on the team right now. Um, he's just got a lot of fans because he's just so good. He's so good and, and so, so young. young. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of the guys... Uh, you know, again, me being 40, you know, you see guys in their 30s or even, you know, 40, early 40s. But, you know, it's it's for me, it's refreshing to see that there's a future in the game through a kid like him. So definitely he's one that I always try and see how he's doing or watch, you know, put a specific eye on watching him play. So well, yeah. I, he was ready to quit. He was done. This year was his last year. Retired I, at 25. Don't do that. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the. Not even in your prime year. No, not even. Pick it out. So I offered the kid a, a nice little deal. And uh, so I was lucky enough to convince him to play more. Nice. Um, we've got him locked up to a five-year deal. And, and, the, and the idea with him is um, 
to move him also over into the business side like we're going to do with Steve Whaley and sure. a few other people. I, I, I gave, you know, I told all my guys at the beginning of the year, um, you all have an opportunity to not just be a player. You guys can make some serious money if you're willing to put in a little bit of work. Right. You know, and you'd be surprised how few people don't want to do that. Yeah, especially in our in our game. To be, you know, to be, to be frank, without even naming names, but you're right. It's just, you know, everything. Everybody wants something, but they're not willing to work for more in certain cases. But uh, actually, you know, again, bridging off that what you had mentioned earlier, Carl. I actually had uh, Chris Clark. He's a umpire who's worked a lot of upper level ball. He submitted a question that I was really curious about because you had mentioned before, and I had heard this about. He's noticed that none of your players ever question umpires or conduct themselves in that kind of manner so as you mentioned before you have a specific team rule and you tell your players that's not their place correct i will fight them <laughs> if i see them do that i'm not kidding i'm only five five but i'm a former state champion wrestler as far as i'm concerned i can kick anybody's ass <laughs> and if you're going to act up on the ball field you got to go right it ain't going to happen i umpired for five years and what a miserable job that is it I'll really tell is you what, and it, I'll tell you, I'm not going to name names right sure. now, but no, I will when I'm all done with this. All right. We were playing Supers 2016 um, when we lost to Redmondo. They're actually OS Cattle um, at the time. Okay. Um, that day we had eliminated a particular team, and this very well known person was not happy with the way the game was being officiated. So he yells out of the dugout. Sir, I hope you get struck by lightning. And it's a very clear day. That's how. Jeez. That's how much I hate you. And I was yeah, like, that's... did he really just say that? Wow. This poor guy is doing his best he can, and because you don't like the calls he's making, you want the guy to die. Yeah, that's that's and ridiculous. I was really taken aback by that. Um, and that that horseshit won't happen on my team. I don't. No. I don't. You're not allowed to question an umpire strikes, tape or out. If I have a problem, I'll go up and talk to the umpire. Right, exactly. I don't allow swearing. Um, I don't like my players pimping home runs. It happened a little bit this past year. I wasn't a fan of it. Um, you're just going to show up. You're going to play with respect. You're going to appreciate and respect your teammates, the other teams, the umpires, and everybody watching. And if you can't do that, you cannot play for Monster. Good. Period. Good, and that's that's great to hear, Carl. Because especially at a a team like West Coast Monsters level, I hope that does trickle down throughout the game. Because I think for too long now, talent has outweighed character, and I'm glad you're flipping that order where character, you know, you're like you said, it may be the the best player you've ever seen in your life, but if he's if he's a mental head case, I wouldn't want anything to do with him, and it doesn't sound like you do either. So I really respect that about your approach. You know, I will give everybody a chance. Of to course. Be wrong. Of course. Because you hear, like you said, the telephone game. Oh, this guy's a bad teammate. Right, right. This guy's bad. You know, he's got issues. Um, if if I've not had an issue with him, that doesn't mean crap to me. I'm going to give you a chance. It's like Chen, you know. Yeah. Um, Chen had some issues when he was younger. Um, when I picked him up, I had a couple people say, oh, and I said, oh, well, you know, let's see what happens. And, uh, again, he's been great. He's been a great team leader. He, he, he knows a lot of people, so he's, he's helped with bringing on some good talent. Um, and he's grown up. And uh, I got nothing but respect for the kid now. Awesome. Uh, and I think he's 
he's finally going to earn his way back into uh, favor with associations and 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 have a really good career moving forward. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if I've dealt with you and you're a douchebag, then you're not going to play for me. It's just that simple. If you're selfish, um, if if you're not a good teammate. And if you're a punk or you like the big league people, then you got to go because I, I insist that my guys, when we go play, that they make themselves available for the fans and yes. want to come up and talk shop. Yeah, talk to them. They want autographs, sign them. They want to yeah. take a picture. You know, let's 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 make the most of it. I mean, um, I heard you know, that about Corky's last year a lot too, Carl. Was that people really enjoyed that face to face interaction where? You know, you or Flip or whoever or Daco are standing by the tent. You can just walk up and shake your hand, and say, "Hey, you know, Carl, nice to meet you." And, and I hope I get the opportunity. I'm going to try and get up to Corky's one of these years, but I'd love to, you know, meet you and some of the guys in person. But just again, you're right. You're just a regular guy. You're, you know, you're a regular guy who has a great product. It's not, you know, there's nothing to, there's no ego. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, I love the game too. Let's, like you said, let's talk the game. What do you like about our bats? Or, you know, you've even, you know, you're open to feedback as well. Like, hey, what could be done better or what could be done a little differently? I mean, all feedback is good feedback. So I know a lot of people appreciate that about you and your company. So I just wanted to slip that in there. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, you're right. I mean, you have to be open to uh, criticism of, certain things there's some things i'm not open to and you know don't sure. come on my facebook page and run your mouth with a bunch of lies we know what we know about our product and right we also know that there are people out there who intentionally go to our website to cause problems we also know that that manufacturers are are uh sending trolls out to uh defame and slander we know this for a fact yes they are defame and slander are are our name and our product because frankly they're getting their asses kicked yes um and so um you know i'll tolerate a certain amount but when i know there's some there's a hidden agenda behind it i'm not going to tolerate that exactly all right getting back into it carl uh, someone submitted this one. Do you believe uh, USA slash ASA softball should adopt a flat pass fail compression number for all bats similar to you, Triple SA? No, um, I don't. And the reason being is I'm of the opinion, however, you can get to, to uh, because believe it or not, um, they. ASA USA does not use compression as a pass fail. It's a way they can field test a bat to make sure that that hasn't been altered. Correct. So um, it's proven that the nonlinear bats hit the softer, safer ball better than the bats that aren't nonlinear. Right. So I'm, I'm not for a flat thing. I mean. Okay. I, people seem to equate compression with performance, and that's not true because if you look at the Eastern Ghost, it's a good bat, um, but it's not an elite bat, yet it goes down to 750 pounds compression. So Correct. people look at it and say, oh, God, this thing's got to be hot as crap. Well, right. those who've hit it know, I mean, like I said, it's a good bat, but it's 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 probably middle of the road for today's, sure. from today's performance standards. Right. Um 
So no, I don't think that that's necessary, okay. but if that's what they decide to do, then we all got to retool. You yeah. know, we all got to come up with something. Exactly. I, I will say this, it's a lot more headache for ASA to allow those nonlinear bats and all those different compression thresholds because yes, it's it confusing is. and, you know, people are tampering with bats and crap all the time. Right. So um, they can eliminate that. But if you're going to hit that hot dot, which is proven to be safer for the player and mm-hmm. they were to get hit with it, yeah. and I think all, all associations can go for it. If you want, if you're not happy with the performance, then increase the, the BPF or the batted ball speed sure. rating. Maybe USA ASA could bump up their batted ball speed limit to 100, and that would make the game more enjoyable for those who are playing U Trip and like the feeling of hitting that harder ball. That's, right. that's a suggestion I've made. Sure. Um, I don't know if they'll adopt it, but um, that's a suggestion I made. So no, I don't think they need to go to a flat okay. one. But you know what? If they did. Everybody would adjust. Yes. There's not a bad bat builder in the business. No, there's Some really not. Some of them not. have practices and, and, and methods that I completely disagree with. Some of them are dirty as hell and corrupt uh, and cheap. Um, but that's, I mean, that's just my opinion. And sure. if they haven't been caught or haven't been, haven't gotten in trouble, then, you know, they're lucky. Exactly. But, uh, we know for a fact we, we checked out bats and there's some cheaters out there. Yeah, and I'm glad you did mention that too, that that's something that's lost a lot. You're absolutely right, is the compression test is to detect alteration. It's not it's not for performance. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that because I think that's a huge misconception in the game of the point of compression testing. Yes, it's to check for um, cheaters because when bats go through the certification process, it's deemed that the bat broke the bat breaks at a certain compression so obviously there should never be a bat that goes below that compression if it does there's something wrong right and that's why i question what's going on in a certain associations um is because we're testing bats that are testing down to 160 and 170 yet the fail is 220 so how did it how how is it 60 pounds below legal compression? Right. When, when I went through the process, it's anything that fell below 200 was almost an automatic DQ. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So how are these bats, these current bats, when we get a hold of the compression test from their 160, 170, 180, what's, what's happened? Where, how did they sneak through testing and pass? Exactly. So, that's, that's, you know, anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is the biggest misconception people have about you in the world of softball? I don't know if there's any misconceptions. I mean, some people think I'm a dick, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're right, um, especially if they've tried to defraud the company. You know, look, we sell non, uh, non-return bats, all of them. Yes. And it's very, it's right there on our website. Yeah, We've had a lot right. of people come back and they broke their bat or claim they broke their bat early. So we're really sorry, but that's our policy. We have to stick to it. Yes. And that's when the fight starts. You know, that's when the back and forth on Facebook and and then people only see the one side of it. Well, they, well, your bat broke in 200 swings. Of course they should give you a new bat. Well, no, that's not the way it works. So no. then all they hear is that one side. And I would tell you that open your own company. Yeah. See how long you last in today's environment. If you're going to bow down to the customer, look at 
it's not our mom and dad. There's a whole new people out there buying products, yes. and they have no problem with ripping off the uh, um, the businesses. So I don't have the philosophy that the customer is always right, and people can't understand that. I've told people to go buy somewhere else because I didn't like the way the conversation was going, and I think that's that's a concept that that they're not used to, and uh, they try to leverage companies anymore by, well, I'm going to go to Yelp, or I'm going to go to Facebook, or I'm yes. going to go here. I tell them, go. Yeah. Do me a favor. Go buy somebody else's bet, but don't come back to me because I don't want you. Exactly. And you're exactly but right. I'm, I'm very also similar in that way. We have more, to, more people in need than anybody else that many of you don't know about. Right. We and don't want credit for that. We want to help people. So um, from that standpoint, if you really know me, I'm a good guy. Yes. Um, if, if, if you've had a, a, a situation where you broke a non-return bat and you wanted to get a replacement, well, then I'm a dick. Right. And it's just that simple. There's no in-between. And, you know, speaking of that, Carl, I did want to uh, pass along before we start to wrap things up. A big thank you from uh, Scott Graycheck and also Matt Kelberg. Uh, Scott being with DBO out of Omaha and uh, Matt from Frank's Butchers in Omaha as well. Uh, for you sending them product as a congratulations for winning the national championships in D and E respectively. So definitely want to pass that along to you. Um, and again, it's one of those things behind the scenes that, you know, not many people know about that you're trying to support teams at all levels, not just, you know, product to these, you know, major level players or teams. You're trying to support the game as a whole. So it's very much appreciated by them. So I wanted to pass that along while we had the opportunity. Well, I, and I appreciate them taking the time out to, you know, have you let me know. And they, they've told me as well. Um, and that's all you really want when you do something for somebody is to know that it's appreciated. And uh, so that's always good to hear. But um, as we mentioned, or I, I spoke with you before, you know, I started to E-level myself as a player and then moved all the way up to C. That's as high as I got personally. But as a coach, we had uh, we won E-nationals. And, um, you know, we, we were thinking we we're going to get rings because, you know, that's all you hear about, right? When you right. win a national, you get right. rings. We get there and we got windbreakers. Yeah. And we were pretty disappointed in that. And then I come to find out the only people that actually get rings are the super winners. And I yes. thought, well, man, that's, uh, that kind of stinks for the other guys. And the fact of the matter is the super winners support the programs less than anybody. Yes. Those D and E and C teams, they're out there in droves, spending their money every weekend trying to win games. And they get to the end of the year, the most important tournament, the reason why they started playing to begin with, and they're handed a plaque and a windbreaker. Yes. And, again, not knocking um, the associations because we don't know what it cost them um, to put that on, but I just felt like... I can do something a little bit more and, and help um, ASA and help these teams. And so we did. We ended up giving away 12 bats to, I don't know, eight or nine um, national champs. We told everybody that reached out. We gave bats to everybody who reached out to us. Okay. And, you know, that's a that's 100 and some bats. Oh, yeah. You know, we could have sold for $220. Exactly. Do the and, math. You, and you would have sold them. You know, let's let's oh, yeah, not fool absolutely. ourselves. You're not doing it because you're hard up for moving inventory. We both know that you no. you did it. You know, you no. did it because you wanted to, and it was it was a you know it's a great gesture. And again, they appreciate it. 
Right. And, you know, hopefully we'll have, uh, there'll be fans. They'll remember that. And next time they're in the market for a bat, they'll give us a look. Right. Exactly. All right, Carl. Um, Gonna, uh, I have a little thing called the Five Man. We're gonna wrap up with. But before we get to that, is there any anything you'd like to promote? Say hi to. Um, I actually would like to take the chance to say uh, hello to Paul Vasa and Philip Dickerson, my local area reps. I think they do a great job with your product. They're very knowledgeable, uh, always accessible. So want to give them a shout out personally. But is there anyone else you want to say hi to or something you'd like to promote? Uh, both those guys are great guys. Uh, Philip showed up with the. Awesome mullet of Corky's. I thought that was great. Um, both of them are characters. Yes, they are. Um, and Paul Paul does a real good job moving bats out there. All our reps are really good. Look, in the seven years, I think we've had five reps leave. Wow. That's it. And, um, you know, they, they don't, like, make a lot of money, if any. We have a program for them to make a few bucks. But sure. these guys have been with me from, from day one almost. Because they believe in what we're doing, and yes. they get to know me, and they know what kind of person I really am. Um, they don't look for handouts. It was one of the first things I told them. You know, well, we don't give free stuff away to our reps. You know, right. We'll give you a good discount. Um, we don't have sales quotas for our reps. We just tell them, look, here's your bat at this discounted price. You go out, you swing it. If people have a question, you can answer them. If not, you can direct them to us. Yeah. If they want to buy, send them to the website. Exactly. And, and they do. So... All of our reps are amazing. They're all really good people. Um, and honestly, and I know this is cliche and sounds like I'm supposed to say this because I'm on a podcast, but um, really the reps are a huge part of why I've made it this far. Um, because for the most part, if I had to sell a bat to everybody, let's face it, there's plenty of people out there who won't buy bat just because I'm selling them. Sure. Um, so <laughs> we, we, we need that buffer, and they do a great job. You they know? all do. Um, people are much willing to deal with them as opposed to me. So I love all my reps, like family. Um, when we get together, Corky's and McQuaid's, we have the most awesome times out there, just really enjoying everything and taking it all in. So um, Great. other than that, you know, I mean, I don't really have anything I need to air okay. out or get off my chest. Um, I think we've done some you know, of that. We, we, I, I enjoy being out there with, with the guys the business side of this is not very fun it's really affected my health I was very healthy coming sure. into this and now I am not so very healthy um, I have legitimate health concerns from dealing with the corruption that's in this industry right but uh, yeah no I don't I'm good I just want to say hi to all my reps and that I greatly appreciate them and, and my guys playing for my West Coast Monsters uh, I'm looking forward to see uh, seeing how we do this year awesome and uh let me pass along your social media real quick, Carl. Uh, website is monstaathletics.com. You can find them mm-hmm. on Facebook, Monsta Athletics, and then also at Monsta Athletics on Twitter. Uh, before we get into the five man, what are some events you're going to hit in 2019? Where can we uh, find you, Carl, or even West Coast Monster, or some of your guys to stop by and say hello if we'd like? Uh, at Monsta on Twitter, that's not us. Oh, oh, good to know. Uh, I apologize. I thought that was the at Monster Athletics. That got us in a little bit of trouble. We'll talk about that later. Okay, but, so I'll. Oh, all right, forget that one uh, then. Don't go there. At 50 years old, I'm not a tech guru. So when I started this company, I didn't think about protecting Monster Athletics for all these different social media outlets. So most of them are not official. Okay. 
even the monster militia was not created by me. No, that that uh, I could tell, and I actually joined that Facebook page for a little bit, and then I was like, yeah, this this is not exactly what I was looking for. So I definitely, personally, I left that one. So my apologies, Carl. I thought the uh, Monster Athletics on Twitter was official. So everyone, unfollow Monster Athletics on t- at Monster Athletics on oh, Twitter. No, no, I didn't say that. I oh. didn't say that. I said we didn't start that. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I think one of our reps did before he was actually even a rep. Gotcha. Um, and I didn't even know it existed <laughs> until I got a nasty phone call from somebody. I won't okay. go into this. but No, no, that's um, fine. I just wanted to be sure yeah. I was giving out proper information, so my apologies for um, not running that past you ahead of time. No worries. Um, Twitter, I use Twitter. Uh, no, wait, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> so I don't know who the... Yeah. All right, so monsterathletics.com and Monster Athletics on Facebook are both so legit. probably still good information. I yeah, think I that's see. actually, that's Tommy okay. created that account, I believe. I use Instagram, and mine is West Coast underscore Monster. Okay, perfect. So Instagram, guys, Instagram, check him out I there. I also do some personal stuff on there, too, with my truck and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, Monster Militia is really the best place to go for info. It's not as bad as it used to be. Right. Um, We've gotten on some of the reps. Lighten up a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, we don't need a bunch of homers on here. We also don't need to cuss out people who have a legitimate question. Exactly. Um, you're allowed to come in there and, and have a gripe. Yes. But we answer it, we move on. If you're going to beat a dead yeah. horse, well, you're going to get removed. Exactly. And that know, was my just, experience just with it, too. Was yeah, It's a private group. Yes. If you're not happy with what's taking place, Leave. remove yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't come in there and start shit because you're going to get removed. Right. Okay, Carl. So, uh, again, some of the tournaments you'll be at, you mentioned McQuaid's and Corky's. Uh, what else is West Coast Monster going to hit this year? Well, we're trying to help grow ASA. So, um, we're helping Steve Whaley, who is a uh, three-time Team USA member, yes. um, I believe. And uh, he's trying to grow it in Texas. So, we're going to go out there, and from what I hear... Um, Andy Purcell and KP are going to put a team together and play some ASA. They they want to try to take us on. Okay. Um, um, and so we'll be at that one. We're always at the Capital City Classic. I asked Rich Crest, who's in charge of all that stuff, to sign us up, but he's not because the stadium's under construction over there. They're not quite sure where it's going to be this oh, year. Oh, that's so. right. We'll hopefully we find out soon, but we also plan on sending a team to the Bud Classic in Iowa. Nice. And then um, after that is uh, McQuaid, and then somewhere between McQuaid and or just before McQuaid, not sure yet, because um, they moved the date up for Supers and A's this year. We'll do our West Coast shootout and invite teams out. And nice. you know, we like like last year, we gave out five thousand dollars in cash, and that helped quite a few teams get to nationals locally. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we'll do something like that and increase that cash prize. Um, the idea this year was we were going to try to get a, a tournament circuit together, and the logistics of that was just way more than I anticipated. Sure. Um, so we were not able to secure anything yet. So right. what we might end up doing is, you know, when we're at one of these bigger tournaments, just say, hey, here, we're going to throw a bunch of cash out. And you yeah. know, my guys, when I throw out prizes, like when we go to Texas, we're giving away 24 bats. Right. We're excluded. We can't win that stuff. Yes. So we 
pass it down. Which I appreciate you know? that you, you're looking to give it away, not try and win it back to prevent from giving it away. So I, I respect right. that as well. No. We're, look, we're there to promote the game, and yes. that's not how you do it. That right. does the exact opposite. Yeah. You know, um, and, and also calls into question possibly the validity of the tournament. Yes, agreed. Well, of course they won. You know? Yeah, exactly. So we don't do that. We don't, we don't even want to get involved in that. So uh, we always pass down the prizes, just like at Corky's for the Home Run Derby. My guys will participate. I put up $1,000, but my guys can't win it. Yeah. So whoever takes first, you know, that isn't or the highest finishing person that's not a Monster Athletics player, yes. they get the 1000 bucks. Even if they're, like, finished 10th behind 10 Monster guys, they're awesome. getting 1000 bucks. My awesome. guys aren't getting it. No, that's and great I that you do your, that. Your, I listened to the Lost and White thing. Uh-huh. In answer to your question, um, the entire amount of money was going to the players. I wasn't going to see a penny of it, no matter what the outcome. Right. Um, and, in fact, in addition to the 50000 had we won, I threw in another thirty. Wow. The guys, the starters were getting seven grand a piece. Okay. And then the sub guys were going to get 750 But I, I stood to lose that whole time. That's not why I did it. No, I no, and that wasn't implied. It was, right and, you know, do. it was an amazing experience, even though we lost. Um, I thank the guys from Smash It, uh, the team, and Rick for working with me to put that together. Uh, I thought Hellman, the guys in the booth, did a pretty good job. Yeah. I appreciated everything about it. Um, but... Yeah, and, and you know my my mouth to your ears, Carl. I again, it was a submitted question, but that it was just out of curiosity. It had you know what I hope it wasn't taken as oh Carl was going to pocket it had they won. It was just people were just curious about you know because that that's a lot of money to a lot of people you know as as you well know and you know to not only see the two best go at it but to know that kind of money was on the line. It was just out of curiosity. So if there was any any anything other than just mere curiosity that came of that, I, I apologize to you. No, not, I, I, I wasn't offended by the okay, thing. Okay, good. Um, I, don't, I don't know if Lawson was part of the conversation that, that we had or not, but or maybe Lawson felt it wasn't anybody's business. I'm not sure. No, um, and, and you're right. But, yeah, no, I, I wasn't going to win a dime. Right. You know, That's um, not what it was about to you, and I can tell that just not from you. Not from at it. all. Yeah, um, I can just tell that in your voice. You know, it went. It turned into a shit show pretty quick when I found out that um, the other side wanted to charge people to view. I said, "Well, that's not what I want to do." I mean, right. you know, it wasn't supposed to be a money making thing. I just thought we put together a, a nice show for everybody. And exactly. I, and I felt comfortable that, that my guys can compete with them, and we were given no chance. And then here we are in the fifth game, and it's a two run ball game. Yes. You know, so I think the guys uh, proved we could play with anybody. Uh, I think both sides shit the bed. Um, it just—I think you could. Uh, I was there, and I could feel how sure. nervous most people were. And if you look back and you watch those games again, you can see a lot of really bad swings. Yes, you know both sides too. To, You're right, both sides. Yeah, both sides. Both sides. Um, and but all, that being said, come on, two errors in five games and only 13 home runs hit in five games. It was real softball. That was some good ball. The that was real softball. Was incredible. Exactly. By the way, the the, the Utrecht facility, the new one, is just gorgeous. It's it, incredible. It, yeah, it looked it on. Um, I mean, I just watched it online, but it looks like it. And everybody I've spoken to who's actually been there, they said they absolutely nailed it. They, it, it it's great. It's really uh, a nice complex. 
the challenge is you're on the ocean. So <laughs> that wind is always blowing in. And that stadium field, if you look at even this year, quite a lot of scoring going on in comparison. Right. Um, and you still, you got to... You got to hit it. And now, in, in that particular game, we're hitting 52-300, which is a limited flight ball to begin with. Yes. So you get that little bit of wind blowing in, and you're trying to hit it 380 feet. You get, I mean, I don't know how many 370-foot outs uh, Griner and Travis Houseman hit. They hit the ball so hard. Yes, they did, both guys. Yet, you know, in that wind... They, they would die out there at 265, 270, 280. Um, it's not an easy field to hit home runs on, especially with a limited fly ball. Exactly. But I wouldn't change a thing. Good. I had a great time. Lost my ass. Um, <laughs> but it was a great experience. For softball, there was like 500,000 people ended up watching it when it was all said and done. Wow. So it was amazing. All right, let's finish up with some fun, Carl. I have a little thing I like to end with called the five-man. Just a... Uh, Five questions. Give me the answer off the top of your head, okay? First one, what is your favorite tournament? Oh, without a doubt, Corky's. If you haven't been to Corky's, you got to go. All it's right. amazing. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, do you have a favorite monster bat, or do you love them all equally like they're your children? Mm, I don't own a monster bat. Um, <laughs> you just make them? <laughs> I just make them. We have a rule here when we... You guys are going to find this funny, but um, since we don't have all the fancy equipment my competitors have, we've learned that if I hit it out, it's not going to pass. <laughs> so that's kind of the running joke. When we go test that, we go to a field where it's 305 feet. Okay. If I hit it out, it ain't going to pass. Now, one hop is perfect. So <laughs> when we go to the ball field, now I don't swing bats anymore because I got a bunch of injuries going sure, on. But sure. Like with the DNA and the bat after the DNA, we go to the ball field, and I'm the last one to hit. Okay. And if that ball goes over the fence, we know it ain't going to pass. But if it one-hops, it's good. It's perfect. Nice. I like so that, Carl, that, that you're that your own. literally the way we knew whether or not we had a compliant bat was by me swinging it. So I don't play anymore, but I will say this. My favorite bat I've ever made so far, because yeah. I'm a one-piece guy like you, I think, Everybody is much better off swinging a one-piece bat over two. Thank you. Um, it's our original zombie from 2014. Nice. Okay. When you started the company, did you foresee the impact your bats now have on the game? Uh, repeat that question. Sure. When you started out, uh, like you said, ran out and started drawing this up, did you foresee the impact your bats now have on the game? Did you, did you know what you had was going to be the trendsetter? I knew I had the best design. Okay. Um, but, you know, look what happened to Tucker. Um, yeah, exactly. And many other people. The best stuff doesn't always make it. Yes. Uh, whether it's promotional reasons or there's not enough push behind it or there's not enough money behind it. But I knew, without a doubt, we had the best technology. Okay. That doesn't mean it was going to be a success. Right. I just... Uh, I, I worked for social media as much as I could before the bats ever hit the market, and I took a lot of shit yeah. on softball fans and other forums um, about, um, look, I, I believe, uh, I'm a down, I mean, a regular guy, but modesty doesn't get you shit. No, it doesn't. Um, you you gotta, can't be afraid to tell people what you think of yourself and, and of your product. That's going to rub some people the wrong way, and it's going to inspire other people to look further into what you're talking about. Yes. 
So um, I knew we had the best technology, but that doesn't always equate into a successful product or business. Okay. Next one up. Uh, I'm giving you a magic wand. If you can change one thing about the game of softball right now, what would it be, Carl? Corruption. Okay. It runs deep, it runs high, and it runs throughout. Yes. It's a great one. And I'm not comfortable with it. It, It's killing me trying to do business legitimately knowing that other people don't care to play that way. Right. Okay. Last one up, but just a fun one. How do you take your double-double from in and out animal style or not? <laughs> well, I'm getting fat these days. One of the things that, uh, when I started this company, if you look back, you can see what the business has done. I, in 2012, I'm holding, I was actually in the garage working out, uh-huh. and UPS showed up with the very first senior bat we ever made. Okay. And I took a, I had my son take a picture. I was super excited. I still have my workout gloves on. I'm wearing my white beater. All right. Um, and I'm just ripped up and I think 9% body fat and whatnot. And, and then, you know, the bats took over everything and I don't exercise anymore and I don't eat right. And uh, so um, if I would have my druthers, animal style for sure. But now I got freaking damn protein style, take the bun off, you know, and yeah. I hate lettuce and tomatoes, so I'm pretty much just eating, <laughs> eating cheese. Um, nice. Unfortunately. Hey, Carl, so, just, yeah. just remember, we're fat because food tastes good. <laughs> I, I, I keep trying to tell my wife, she says, well, I got to listen, look, the meaning of life is life. And, yes. Uh, you live, live it. it to be happy. And I'm not happy eating lettuce or vegetables. Right. Right. All right, Carl, I can uh, tell you from personal experience that Monts has taken the Midwest here by storm and it's continuing to go nationwide. I not only appreciate your innovation, but your passion for positive change in the game. So, again, I want to thank you very much for joining me on the show. And uh, hopefully in the future I can uh, meet you face-to-face, shake your hand, and uh, even maybe get together again with you on the show. So, again, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it really was my pleasure. Um, again, we're, we're both trying to do the same thing. We're both trying to make the game enjoyable in many different ways. Um, sometimes it's, you're playing ball at the ball field, but believe it or not, I mean, these type of conversations are interesting. People want to hear this stuff, you know, because they maybe they've heard something different. So I appreciate guys like you and uh, uh, Christian James who are out there trying to spread the truth about the game yes. and, and spread the game and swing boss Ross McNeil um, there's a couple other guys out there that are just total frauds yes and, there are uh, I'm not going to give them me either uh, I'm not either any time but uh, we know who's making the best bats we, we're as transparent as can be we put our Washington State test results up on there nobody else will do it um, but so we know you can't make a better bat than ours and anybody out there claiming they are well you're lying it's just that simple because literally it's impossible to make a bat better because we're at the absolute legal limit awesome but anyway i appreciate you and what you do and all the guys that are trying to do something similar to what you do and anybody that that helps uh spread the word throw the game give instructions to people who are just getting into it giving advice on maybe what bat to look at look my bat's not for everybody Right. Performance-wise, it's going to outperform anything. Yes. But people don't like the feel of it. They don't like the swing weight of it. So I suggest many times, hey, this might be a better bat for you, and it's not a monster. Right. 
you know, we got this thing going on with anarchy, but I've had three people hit me up asking about, you know, they hit this ball in this league. What's the best bat? Well, shit. Whatever anarchy. fits. Yeah, whatever fits your swing. I, I, that's my favorite question, too, is um, if someone, you know, like you said, whether it's a monster or another manufacturer is like, hey, uh, what do you think is going to fit my swing best? You know, and you're right. The question taken at face value, you just got to try something until you like it or it feels good. It doesn't have to be a certain manufacturer or weight or end load or whatever. Just borrow some buddies or, you know, there's a lot of guys doing demos for a lot of product. Just get out there, try it and see what you like and see what works. And like you said, your performance wise, I, you guys are the best as I'm, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, I, I agree with that. Um, there's no question about it. Data speaks. It, it really does. We're we're a good, I don't know, two, three, four miles per hour, five miles per hour, depending on what competitor you're talking about, better than they are. And it's all about the technology. It's not because we're making bats that aren't the same as everybody else's. We just, the technology is what it is. Um, so, uh, but that being said, again, there's a different bat out there that might be better for you um, for one reason or another. So we're, we don't always insist that you buy Monster. I've, I've, I've suggested, and the response is, um, I don't know how to take it, but people are shocked that the yeah. owner of the company would recommend a competitor's bat to them. Right. And but I then, just tell them, look, I don't, I'm not trying to be Rockefeller. Right, exactly. Um, I'm a modest guy, and you ask me what bat's best for you based on what you told me. It ain't my bat. Yeah. So please, you know, I I don't need your two hundred bucks that bad or three hundred bucks that bad. But I'm gonna lie to you. I think what you're describing to me, this is the bat you should go with. Yes. And I respect that about you, Carl. So thank you again very much for your time. And uh, again, I hope we can do this again in the future. Oh, I'm sure we will. Absolutely. Maybe we can do something live if you're gonna be at Corky's or something. And get some more of the guys out there because the guys are quite characters too yeah are you sure so did you say you, your your fan base or whoever would would love to hear you, they're uh, way more out there than i am did you say you're coming to the bud in des moines carl there's some characters yeah did you say you're coming to the bud in des moines uh the team is i don't know i'm trying not to travel my health is not good. sure okay um my blood pressure is very elevated and anxiety and stress sure. and um so i don't know how much traveling i'm gonna okay. do i always like to make it to corky's it's right. just special to me it okay. will always be special because it was the first trip i really took with my company and my team yeah and we were treated great and the people in minnesota are just super supportive and they're great fans um the same with the, the mcquades was an incredible experience it's too bad to see that the open teams or the upper level teams aren't playing it be- right. simply because of cost for yes. the most part because it is yeah. expensive. Yeah. But yeah, um, I definitely would love to sit down with you in person or even some of your guys. So yeah. uh, we'll definitely try and make Anytime, that happen. Anytime, man. Awesome. Thanks again, Carl. All right. All right, guys. That was Carl Pegnatori with Monster Athletics. Cannot thank him enough for doing the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, one last time, his social media first. They are monstathletics.com. Also can find them, Monster Athletics, on Facebook. And then he also did say it's not necessarily official, but it is reputable, at Monster Athletics on Twitter. Let me give you mine as well. Once again, we are No Coast Softball on Facebook, at No Coast Softball on Twitter, No Coast Softball on YouTube. Can also reach us at the show. Any feedback, comments, questions, anything that can help out, 
promote guys, show ideas, topics, nocosoftball at gmail.com. It's going to wrap it up. Thank you again for your support of the show, the comments, the questions. I very much appreciate it, and I am out.